Welcome to Deep Space. Coordinates? Undisclosed. Date? Uncertain. Mission? Classified. You've emerged from hypersleep with no memories of anything, only the knowledge and skills necessary to perform your assigned tasks. Your own past life is as much a mystery to you as the ship that you now inhabit. The rest of the crew is no better off, wandering through empty corridors like wayward, discarded things. Movement teases at the very cusp of your vision, fleeing from your glancing eyes. An alarm wails, ripping your attention away from the torturous vacuum of your mind. There are no answers here. This is the place that questions go to die. Welcome aboard the Pillar of Salt. Okay, so, um, computer, is it recording? Yes, Axel. I have initiated recording, as you requested. Ah, okay, um, good. All right then. Uh, hi, uh, I, I guess this is the log of security officer, uh, apparently, Axel Rottelheimer of the RGD Pillar of Salt. Uh, who the hell names this ship something like that anyway? Uh, regardless, I'm I'm making this recording because the the psych lady uh, Daniela, I think, uh, Doctor Daniela, said it would help us to process the trauma of suddenly and inexplicably finding ourselves in deep space with no memories of how we got here, or or of anything else really, not even our names, just knowledge of uh, uh, things. We, we seem... Uh, we all seem to know the ship pretty well, and our jobs, uh, I guess. I mean, I guess my job is to carry the gun that was in my kit, pretty much. Um, you know, secure things. Uh, but there's no documentation available anywhere that you know, we have access to. Even the personnel files are almost entirely redacted. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't think that the security officer w would have a problem like that, but, uh, well, just just watch or, um, listen. Hey, computer, um, could you pull up the crew manifest for me? Why, certainly, Axel. All right, okay, um, could you remove all of that black that's covering all of the information aside from names and pictures? I'm sorry, Officer Axel, but you do not possess the level of security clearance currently required to access that information. Security override voice code Foxtrot 798 Gamma. Security override voice code confirms. Security Officer Axel Rodelheimer. I'm sorry, Axel, but just as before, the clearance level of that override code is insufficient to allow you to access any additional information. Exactly. And none of the other 12 codes that I so conveniently knew would do it either. So, yeah, um, I, I don't know anything about myself other than the name that was on my dog tags and also that I'm, you know, just what a mirror can tell me. That I'm a Caucasian male, uh, medium build with... Uh, what I presume are unusual, bright, coppery eyes. Um, anyway, um, not really sure what to do here. Uh, things are weird. Uh, I mean, 
beyond the weirdness of waking up from hypersleep in deep space to a malfunctioning spaceship with probably the most unnerving moniker ever. Just weird things. Unnerving things. Um, uh, you know, a general sense of unease. E even after we got the shielding reset and the gravity up and, uh, um, damn it. Uh, I guess I should start from the beginning. Or, you know, the middle, if I, uh, knew how I got here, but I don't... I don't know, so, uh, I guess it's my beginning. Um... The hell? Uh, you know what, I'm gonna... I'm gonna take a moment to, uh... Gather my thoughts. Computer, stop recording. Alright, is it going? It's going, good. So, firstly, waking up from hypersleep when it's an emergency wake-up protocol is extremely unpleasant. Uh, everything hurts, and it's pins and needles all over, like inside pointing outward, exploding everywhere. It's like your bones are filled with knives, swirling, slicing, stabbing knives. But, but the first thing I know beyond that is that I'm on the floor trying to cough and everything hurts and I'm expelling this nasty gel from my lungs and nasal cavities that is there, apparently, to keep the soft tissues from getting freezer burn. And everything hurts. A lot. Um, the second thing I know is that I know absolutely nothing. Except that the air is cold, and I'm naked, on hard, no-slip deck plating. And then I realize that alarms are going off, and the lighting is all, you know, the red emergency lighting. Which is typically, um... Typically a indication that something's gone very wrong. Um, the next person to wake up was in the pod next to mine, a uh, medical officer. Um, Miller, I think was her last name. She seemed a little less out of it than me. Maybe she knew a little better what to expect from training? Eh, probably not, though, because she immediately checked her dog tags for a name, which made me think to check tags of my own for my name, and then I thought to check the locker uh, beside my pod for a kit, which was there, um, and it had boots and jumpsuit and a belt, and I pulled on the jumpsuit, which was very tight-fitting, and the boots, uh, and that's when I found the, the gun uh, clipped to the belt. Uh, I pulled it out of the holster and checked it, and it felt um, actually very familiar, very comfortable, which was kind of unnerving, to say the least. Anyway, I went ahead and wrapped the belt around my waist, and it had the holster with the gun, uh, a flashlight, uh, a sheath with a pretty large knife, and a pouch with a multi-tool. Uh, I guess everyone has the flashlights and the multi-tools in their kits. I know Miller did. Um, she had a, a little folding knife, too, along with all of her, uh, medical gadgets and things. Um... What the... <sighs> Never mind. Uh, nothing. Um, I... I don't know. 
anyway, the next guy to wake up gets the benefit of waking up after the medical person. So, you know, he's um doing a lot better um, than me uh, because he has somebody to slap his back so he doesn't try to inhale when his lungs are already full of gel. Um, and that was the, the chief maintenance officer, um, uh, Charlie uh, Smith. He immediately digs into his kit and comes out with a data pad before putting on any clothes. Um, he can't find any diagnostics, but he can find a schematic and manages to display our location in the uh, officer's stasis compartment on the port side of C-Deck. We manage to make him get dressed, and he puts on the jumpsuit and the, uh, the uh, boots and... You know, they're mag boots, um, which is good since apparently the, um, when we stepped out of the stasis compartment, there was no, um, there was no gravity. So that was good, um, being able to walk. Uh, we, um, we spent a little while panicking because we couldn't get the computer to tell us, uh, you know, what was wrong. It was all in the fritz and, um, even less helpful than it is now. Uh, if you'll believe it. <laughs> um, and, uh, the lighting would go completely dead, uh, randomly. Doors would stop working for a moment. Gravity would come back and then go out again, uh, which was throwing us around in a rather unfriendly manner. And, uh, finally, um, over Charlie's data pad comes a female voice. Uh, turns out it was a, um, uh, Dr. Uh, Reimer. Dr. Joanna Reimer, who had also woke up in the, uh, the, the specialist crew or the crew specialist cryostasis chamber on the opposite side of the deck. Um, so it turns out that... What the hell? I swear, I'm, I'm seeing something in my periphery, just, just, just flickers of movement. They, they just keep moving around and then going away when I look at them. I, I don't know. I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. I guess I wouldn't know it if I was. <laughs> I guess, I guess I wouldn't remember it if I did know. <laughs> but um, God, there it is again. I'm, I'm gonna ignore it for now. The um, the uh, the Okay, I can't, I, I can't, I can't, I just, the movement is too much. Computer, com, computer, computer, stop recording. Okay, um, it's on. I know it's on this time. I don't even have to ask. So, um, <clears throat> uh, continuing where I left off, um, Reimer, who is an astrophysicist, informs us that we're dangerously close to some sort of quasar or something uh, that's um, putting out some sort of energy or, or something that's disrupting everything on the ship, causing rolling blackouts, and that our shielding uh, that would otherwise protect us from that radiation is down for some reason. And so Charlie drags both myself and Miller down into the bowels of the ship, where the shielding needed to be manually reset, which was quite a process involving lots of punching of code and a very Shatnerian show of throwing switches and turning knobs 
and even actually flipping a couple of levers. Um, uh, Shat Shatnarian? What? What the? Uh, well, all righty then. So I I know the classics, but I I can't remember a thing about myself. Fan f fan flippantastic. Um, but we did get the shielding fixed anyway. Um. Uh, so so that's good. And uh, he had to reset a number of other systems, so we've been dealing with rolling outages across the ship, because the systems are all resetting compartment by compartment. By we, I mean the, um, the five of us, being myself, who is the security officer, uh, Officer Miller, the, the medical officer, and uh, the, the chief maintenance officer, um, uh, Charlie. Uh, and Dr. Reimer, and uh, Dr. Uh, Daniela, um, and uh, Dr. Keen, Dr. Daniela Keen, who is the psychiatrist, psychologist, um, psychiatric specialist the, the, for the crew, the, the shrink, she's the shrink. Um, I guess I could talk to her about these flickers, but... I don't know. It's really not... They don't seem dangerous. Or, or threatening. They don't even seem like they shouldn't be there. And... It's not like... It's not like... I look at them and they're gone. It's... It's more like... I, I don't know. I, it's just I don't know what they are, you know? And it's driving me insane. Because there's... There's already so much I don't, I don't know, that I don't, uh, don't remember. But, um, so, yeah, that's what happened today. We woke up, none of us could remember anything, and we, uh, we fixed the shield generators, and they started up, and we were able to reboot systems, so this... This enormous tin can is running, um, for now. Uh, we don't know the date, uh, we don't know the time, because apparently that's classified. Right, computer? Correct, Officer Axel. That information is not currently mission critical, and remains currently far above your level of security clearance. Right, so we have no real idea uh, when exactly all of that happened, or when even today is, or if it's still today. Um, but we've decided that we're going to sleep, and when we wake up, we'll call it tomorrow. And we'll see about getting the rest of the crew woke up then. Yeah. Yeah. I... I just... <laughs> I... I feel like I should be saying something like, I... I just want to go home. But I don't... I... Do... Do I have a home? I... I don't... <laughs> I don't... Remember. It's unnerving not to know anything.
to take the word of something, someone else, that my name is my name. I... I... Who, who the hell am I? Why am I here? How did I get here? Why can't I remember? How do I get home? That's... That's all... That's all a problem for, for tomorrow's Axel. Today's Axel is, is done. Today's Axel is exhausted and, and hurting physically from the cryo sleep. And you know what? Today's Axel is signing off. Yeah, Security Officer Axel Rottelheimer of the RGD Pillar of Salt signing off. See you around, I guess. Um, computer, uh, end recording. Thank you for listening to the Pillar of Salt podcast. This episode, entitled Security Officer Axel Rottelheimer, apparently, featured me, Cody Hilson, as the voice of Security Officer Axel, and Josiah Savage as the voice of the shipboard computer. This episode also featured an original score by the talented Josiah Savage and audio mixing by the incredible Michelle Fuller. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review letting us know what you thought, and keep an eye out for episode 2, Just Sleeping, which will release in about two weeks. In the meantime, you can follow our Facebook group, RGD Pillar of Salt, for updates and announcements about the show. Want to process the trauma of not remembering anything while suddenly and inexplicably finding yourself in deep space? Head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash pillar of salt. Our patrons get access to exclusive content like concept art, episode transcripts, and even early access to new episodes. That's right. Our patrons will get to hear episode two before anybody else in the entire world. <laughs> well, see you around the ship. And, uh... Try to, um, ignore any movement in your periphery aboard the Pillar of Salt.